0: Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show.
1: <laughs> that was good. <laughs> good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 5 p.m. and a cool 70 degrees on this fine Brody, Monday. Brody, I got to stop you. Did you just say 70 degrees? 70.
0: Oh, we're getting closer.
1: We're only one degree too hot. It is <laughs> beautiful outside. It is beautiful. It's a Monday, October 8th, here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric, Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM. Camp Student Radio, and all of those listening online at camp.arizona.edu, as well as any of our podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good
0: afternoon, Wildcats, and just let us be so thankful for this amazing weather we're receiving. We're almost there to that lucky number, but uh, we got a lot to talk about this fine, fine afternoon, Wildcats. We've got an awesome upset win that Arizona pulled off this Saturday in some dramatic fashion. Yep. Uh, playoff baseball is here, folks. It's that time of year. All the mayhem of October is finally here, and it is so amazing. We've got NFL football coming up on the NBA basketball season, just less than a month away. It's a prime time to be a sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dive right in.
1: <laughs> Singular, lady and gentlemen. <laughs> just one lady, multiple gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's that kind of party. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, and just a quick shout out to the a radio, cocky. <laughs> My goodness. All right. So, the number, if you want to call into our show, ask us any questions, um, roast the. Crap out of us or do whatever you need to do. The number is 520 621 5806. If you want to call into the show, we'd really appreciate it. But let's dive right into right some in. Arizona football. We were both at the game, Eric. We made it oh, the whole way. Oh, we oh made my it goodness. The whole way. How, how does it feel, it Eric? Was,
0: it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a great time. What a game to stay for, too, nonetheless. Up and down action the whole way. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to throw it to a clip to get people really excited about what was going on.
1: Yep, you're dead right. All right, this is. Robbie Leano on the call for Camp Student Radio. Can we get the uh, right ox up? <laughs> <laughs> you, well, <you're> a fool! <laughs> I'm not a fool. There we go.
0: Taking the snap once again, looking down the middle. What a voice. Intercepted! Oh man! And here he goes. Try to return this one. Colin Schooler to the 40-45. 50. It looks like it uh, dropped, and he's going to keep going to the 10, and John Collins Schooler, more than a defending player, an offensive player, took the ball straight himself, <laughs> fell off his hands, and a bounce back, number 20, Aziz Hearn, picked up the ball, carried it for the touchdown.
1: All right, so that was Robbie Leon. You Thank know. you
0: very much, Robbie. Definitely know Brian Jeffries, but very, very good. <laughs>
1: also, uh, Victor Garcia was there for uh, color commentary. We appreciate them going out there for the game. Um, had a great top five plays. If you want to check it out, on it was the, beautiful. Uh, Camp Sports uh, Twitter account. Um. So yeah, that was. probably I, re- yeah. I remember being very excited about that. Let's play. break down that play. It was yeah. legendary. Yeah, Colin Schooler. Is it Schooler? I, I don't re- know. I, I hear like people will like say Schuler. He's
0: like a poor man Scooby, right? Yeah. To be honest, yeah, like yeah, white yeah. middle linebacker.
1: <laughs> so Colin Schooler um, gets the INT. Um, this was at like the 20 yard line of yard uh, Cal so yeah. starts returning it pretty long ways gets to what would you say
0: about R40 R30 yeah I'd say 30 so yeah he gets pretty far you think okay he's just gonna go down and mm-hmm. you know this is bear in mind a white linebacker not really going through the ball carrying drills in practice and a wide receiver from Cal I believe comes in and gives him the good old rocky uppercut and the ball goes uh-huh. flying about 30 yeah. feet it, in that the was, air. for an
1: offensive player that was a great strip it like. was a
0: great strip it was a good punch out and yeah. so yeah. Ball goes flying about twenty, thirty feet in the air, and I'm like, "Oh, this is just U of A, U of A sports." You know, uh, it's real depressing. You thought we were gonna have a nice field position, and out of nowhere, um, a cornerback or something comes up. Azizi a Hearn. Azizi Hearn, without, without breaking stride comes in. Mm-hmm. Ball bounces, one scoops it up, runs it in for an int uh, for a touchdown. I can't recall, bro. Maybe then, uh, maybe like the the. The hail mary that good old Anu Solomon threw against yeah, Cal. Yeah. That w- besides that, that was one of the greatest U of A and most exciting plays I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a weird one, um, but I, I you love to see it because th- honestly, our defense made that game. Not only just that, like fantastic play. Um, Tony, w- wait, it wasn't Tony Fields who, we, uh, who was it that had two intercept? In- two interceptions. Oh, I know it was a great. He um, had a he had a solid performance. Yeah. Who was it that <laughs> two interceptions? Scotty Young Jr. Oh yes, he, yeah, he had Good two interceptions. Scotty. One of them was a pick six um, that so, sealed the game, no less. Yeah, so I, I, you know, we only had 24 points. Khalil, you know, he had a better game than usual, but like it was really our defense that, oh. um, you know, those scores absolutely um, and they the, kept us in the game. And
0: the U of A defense gets a lot of lot gets a lot of flack, mm-hmm. but they really showed up when it mattered. Cal was. Uh, I think a slight favorite, I believe the line was, they were three fi- three over on the line. Mm-hmm. And so a slight favorite, but, you know, even at home mm-hmm. with parents weekend. So the Cats really came in, stepped up, um, and holding Cal to 17 points, that's fantastic. Yeah. And basically scoring for us too because it's sad to say, man, but Khalil, that ankle, I don't know, that bye week's going to have to – help him out, but his ankle is really, really hurting him, I and mean, you can see it more and more. He just yeah. doesn't have the explosiveness. The confidence really is what's really been drained.
1: Yeah. I I, when I was I was so jealous, actually, watching Cal. Remember in the beginning of the game, McElwain, he mm-hmm. ran it in. He had those two running yeah. where it was just designed quarterback draws right down the middle. He got straight to the end zone. It's like that's what you want to see out of Khalil Tatum. is able... a
0: way better Player talent, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Obviously, better throw McElwain with three interceptions. Yeah. He he didn't have a great um great arm that game, but he obviously had those two rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. that were very impressive. Made me nostalgic about um last year. But Khalil Tate still, I think, a really motivator when they took him out. There in the um, first half, you know, I I, I feel like he, you know once he go, just needs that like refresh refresher. I think it was two drives. Yeah, just that, a little break, but yeah, just like yeah,
0: if you if you can't pick it up, man, we gotta go somewhere to give Rhett Rod the keys.
1: Yeah, but it was
0: still really really awesome to see, and uh, hopefully this is the spark going in. We got an away game. Hopefully take some of the pressure off. And then we're rocking and rolling another away game to UCLA. It's oh, gonna yeah. be one heck of a time.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a time and a half. When, when UCLA's been so butt cheeks this year. 0 oh, and 0
0: oh, and five, I yeah, believe. Yeah,
1: I actually don't know how they did last week. They but lost. I, they, so, so yeah, they they're winless. Yeah. So we better lay down some cheeks on the uh, yeah at the, in the Rose Bowl.
0: It's it's kind of I'm actually really this is the first time I've ever been inside the Rose Bowl. Drove past it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've never been inside, so mm-hmm. I'm very very excited about that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean we'll see. I think that would be a nice keep winning in the Pac twelve South. Great conference win. Does this yeah. keep us I'm not sure, does this keep us at number one in the Pac twelve South?
1: Really, I didn't even know we were close. I, I haven't even been looking. I I assumed with the three losses that we'd um we would not even. I be believe close. we're
0: still number one if I if I need to check the reports. But yeah, really great for uh Arizona football and just kind of kind of doing the job, at least within conference play, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'd say that this definitely puts us in a position. I was was kind of hoping the past couple weeks, like, maybe, like, the Sun Bowl or, like, the Mm -hmm. um, New Mexico Bowl again or something like that. But I'd say locking in that win with um, four at – at least four wins with UCLA. Colorado is going to be a tough game. Oh, that will be. They're they're a great team, um, but we'll be at home, and so I think that'll that'll help us. Hopefully, some more fans, you know, saying we'll bring some momentum into that one. Um, you know, will help us get past that one. But that that'll be a tough game. But at least four wins um, locked up so far. You know, we'll be at Washington State, um, which still won't be the easiest thing in the world. But I I think we'll. I I have a lot more optimism after. Um, you know them beating Calpis i i i don't think either of us had them were <laughs> really that confident yeah. last week um, thinking about uh, facing Cal but yes. i'm definitely more confident about getting to maybe an up at least a yeah. mid mid tier and slight bowl.
0: correction colorado is number 1 2 and 0 right now okay. uh 5 and 0 overall Wow, so good See, for yeah. colorado but usc and us were tied because you know we lost usc i forgot about that yeah. uh usc and us are tied for second right now in the pac South, so you know, maybe we go in, we beat Colorado, changes up, just got to keep winning. But very, very good homestand win. Hopefully, you know, we can keep it going next week at Utah. So uh-huh. Utah 1-2 and two, right behind us. So that'll be kind of a good game, but it'll be at Utah. So we'll have to watch that. It's this Friday at 7 o'clock. Make sure you tune in, Wildcat fans.
1: Yep, it sure is. And I, I just want to give a quick shout-out. If you have any questions about Arizona football, any comments, uh, make sure to call in the studio <laughs> at 520 5806 we'd really appreciate um, a phone call in here give us um, some questions or comments yeah
0: it's kind of crazy that Cal game was the halfway point through the season
1: yeah it's gone fast yeah it always does it always does
0: so got a lot more to look forward to Utah and UCLA are away Oregon at home. Colorado is away, I believe.
1: Colorado's at home.
0: Colorado's at home. Uh, Washington State away, and then yeah. ASU at home. Make sure you reserve those tickets, folks. Yeah. Uh, for that great Thanksgiving game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Brody. Though, let's break it down. I honestly think Utah we can get a win. UCLA that should be a win. So then by the end of these next two weeks, hopefully we'll be four and one in conference play. And then Oregon that's always a tough one. Yeah. But uh, honestly, going up until Colorado, we could be four and one, four and two. Depending on how USC and Colorado play, we could still be in that mm-hmm. uh, range for Pac-12 South champions. So yeah. really keep an eye out for that. That's really exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely need Colorado to um, fall off a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking for that ASU game. That that's going to mm-hmm. be one that we got to lock up after um, embarrassingly losing last year. Um, I I think we got to do it. That's where Khalil can. Uh, I he won't. He wouldn't have the opportunity to up his drafts draft stock up. Much, I don't think uh, that, he's leaving after yeah, so far. I think yeah, he's got to stay a senior year. But he'll at least um, – he can get some of his legacy back yeah. here with um, U of A fans if he gets us that dub with yeah. um, against ASU.
0: That's so crazy, man. Going in, uh, uh, you know, not a heavy Heisman favorite, but he was in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now he's just, like, totally <coughs> falling off. So, yeah. let's, so let's go best case, worst case for this upcoming uh, rest of these six games. So uh, we'll go best case versus Utah. I think we get the win, UCLA. Oregon, I think best case – at home, I'm going to give it to us. Okay. Coming off of two back-to-back wins, momentum on our side. Okay. So, yeah, I'll Possibly that. three back-to-back wins. Possibly. Then Colorado at home, oh, I honestly could see that going toss-up. Yeah. This is best-case scenario. I mean, I guess in any best-case scenario, we, we, win just, yeah. we, win we win out. We win every game. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'd say I'm gonna, even with all that momentum, three wins, or Colorado at home, I'd still think Colorado might edge us out. Yeah. So then at that point, we would be – uh. Four, five, five and three, five and two. Mm-hmm. We beating Washington, so I think best case we're looking at is a, a seven and two Pac twelve play, and then ten and five.
1: So a ten win season, best case. That that's that's honestly pretty good, and I could see us getting that for Pac twelve, and then you know having the. Do a playoff for maybe um, getting into the Pac 12 championship. Maybe yeah. get that Rose Bowl. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah. So, that, like, you know, I think either way, no matter what, at this point, the Cats are going to need some help mm-hmm. uh, getting to the Pac 12 uh, championship game. Colorado and USC have to lose. Yeah. So, that'll be a tough one. Worst case scenario now, let's not even, we don't like to think about it, but let's just be realist. Mm-hmm. The Utah game, I could see is going into Utah and losing. Yeah. So, we lose that. That would put us at 2 and 2. In conference play, UCLA. I still think we get the win. So three and two. Oregon lose three and three. Colorado lose three and four in Pac-12 play. Beat Washington State. That'll put us at four and four in Pac-12 play. Mm-hmm. And just because, even in the worst case scenario, we're kicking the crap in the <laughs> ASU. <laughs> Five and four in Pac-12 play that would basically take us out. There would be no hope with four losses yeah. in conference, and that would give us an eight and seven season. So still a bowl game.
1: Yeah, worst case scenario doesn't sound to- too bad. Yeah. if we put ASU back in the equation and make a loss <laughs> at seven. Yeah, but wins, still, yeah. We I bet you know we're a Pac-12 team. I bet we'd still get a, a nice bid somewhere. Yeah,
0: we get a so I think Wildcat fans looking at it, we're gonna get a bowl win. Now the hope is let's see how good of a bowl. And mm-hmm. then also how we finish in the Pac-12. But I think all in all, the way people were talking about this season, to still get possibly either an 8- or a 10-win season mm-hmm. and or anywhere in between that, not bad, not bad. I'll take that.
1: Yeah. All right, so... We can wrap up Arizona Wildcat football uh, talk without. I I don't know if you caught any other um, college football matchups this weekend, but Texas against um, Oklahoma. Oh, Texas is back, baby. Texas is back. They won the game forty-eight to forty-five. It was electrifying. Um, You know, you see Murray from Oklahoma going against Texas. Texas has like. they have, they're on a big win streak against Oklahoma. Even though Oklahoma's been favored like three years in a row, um, they, I think it's like f- they, they've won like four in a row now with this this win, which is pretty crazy. So they upset Oklahoma number seven. Our guy, Mike Stoops, got oh. fired because, oh. of, because of this game. Oh, man. So, um, yeah, his his defense led up. Bob wasn't there to keep him on the road. Yeah, room. exactly. So his defense led up 48 points. Um, it was really. They had a shot of him. He was looking angry as ever. Um, up in the up in the press booth this time. He was <coughs> no wasn't. other
0: way to do it if you're Mike Stoops.
1: Yeah, but shout out to uh, their the Texas kicker, Dicker, the kicker, Dicker, he, the kicker, di- baby. Yeah, he's got he, some swag. Yeah, he he was looking nice. He he had that. It was pretty long, and oh my goodness, the nervousness he had to have had oh on that goodness. last second kick. I mean, anyone. Um, You know, any kicker in their last second kick has to be nervous, but he was a freshman at Texas against Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness. That must have been. um, That must have been something. But this provides
0: a perfect segue into NFL talk with Graham Gano. Speaking of nervous kickers, Graham Gano, the Carolina Panthers kicker, iced a 63-yard field goal. Yep. Last-second kick to beat the New York Giants. Graham Gano's on the Panthers to get them the last-second win. Legendary, second-longest kick in NFL history. Amazing, amazing stuff. Because you mm-hmm. know we see these kickers drilling sixty-yarders from practice and the in the warm-ups, but with the defense bearing down on you, you never know how the snap, how the hold is. On um, the conditions, like mm-hmm. everything lined up. I don't know how good the kick was. if It was like straight down or whatever. But Graham Gano, not a young guy either. The yeah. leg has been he's been around. the The leg has been uh, used up. So the fact they had enough juice in the tank, hit that kick, unbelievable. Yeah. Great game all around though. Odell was on my fantasy team, even though I took a fat elder this week. I'm one in four. It's not looking good for for oh, your no. boy. You're but looking like the Giants, yeah, <laughs> I am. But Odell Beckham had a really nice play, a nice trick play where he caught what looked to be a screen pass and all the defense just immediately Odell Beckham's got the ball. You're you're looking at him. Well meanwhile Saquon Barkley, number two pick, slips out. Odell throws kind of a crappy pass, but throws uh-huh. a touchdown pass straight to Saquon.
1: Great trick play. It was amazing. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw um, you know, the Giants they had that week one win mm-hmm. and everyone was like, Oh man, Giants are back. Mm-hmm. You know, that everyone jumped on it. Um Odell Eliza they're gonna lead us to the Glory Land, but sure enough um they take another loss they're 1 and 4 I don't know if you saw the highlight I think it was a uh, I think it was Sterling Shepard uh, one of the receivers on um the Giants he was beating the living crap out of their bench like their little like the the physical bench not oh, like wow. the guy sitting on the bench he just like he was getting so frustrated and he just like starts punching it like <laughs> like real hard and then odell like walks up to him he's like hey man stop it he just like shoves odell out of the oh, way whoa. oh man it was like kind of the giants locker room was already looking a little shaky with like how eli has been perceived um stuff how odell's been acting um you know before the season but um you know you, you thought you had him up and stuff but obviously, something's going down in New York.
0: And I think, honestly, part of it is attributed to, not to focus all the light on Saquon, but, you know, number two pick, very, very highly regarded. Mm -hmm. And he had that amazing first game, 18 uh, uh, carries, 308 yards, three touchdowns, amazing. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's the man. He's going to be the new Eric, uh, you know, something crazy, some great receiver, Todd Gurley, (laughs) someone like that. Um, And then ever since then, though, he's kind of fallen off. He had... He's only had 28. He got close with an 82-yard game, 44-48. So he's been very much performing average mm-hmm. since that amazing first game. So we'll have to see how Saquon kind of develops, Um, you know, what if it's the offensive line, if it's him. Because I think he is a great player, but – Definitely, mm. definitely um, has been a little bit underwhelming so far.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I only hope for the best. He's only a rookie, so yeah. it's like they kind of expect him to perform right away. I hope he, you know, is learning, gets his stuff together. <laughs> but um, moving on um, across the lake in New York to Buffalo, oh. they are now 2-3. and three. I think Josh Allen is definitely, you know, they, it was the Titans they beat, but the Titans aren't doing b- bad right now. That's a respectable team um, to beat. I think uh, Josh Allen is definitely a move going forward. He doesn't, oh, he only had one pick. Um, it was a thirteen to twelve um, <coughs> win. Just thinking back to when they had uh, Peterman and a quarterback oh, yeah. week one, how bad. You would be better than Nathan. Yeah, Peterman. exactly. So um, just shout. I, out I
0: myself have thrown seven touchdown passes, oh. <laughs> and many turkey bowls, <laughs> lobbing it up to grand Finch, So I, I would be better than uh, Nathan. Uh,
1: you honestly would be. So yeah, shout, just shout out to the Bills for um, actually getting to that win. Are there any other highlight marquee matchups?
0: I um, will say my Colts got the work by the Patriots. I was
1: hoping to give oh, yeah. them some
0: hope. <laughs> I think you know, as great as Darius Leonard could be, already being named ASC Rookie Defensive of the Month, making mm-hmm. that case for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's a future, but again, that's the future. That's not present. Um, Andrew Luck looking better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think next season will really be when they all get it clicking. Also, a lot of our guys weren't at that Patriots game. Ty was out. Darius Leonard was out. So had some injury. Well, not had, had a lot of injuries to key playmakers on the Colts, but still. It's, it, it's kind of sad, you know, you remember those old school matchups, Peyton Manning, Brady, yeah. Colts, Patriots, AFC Championship game, what felt like every year. Yeah. And now it's just gonna like, Fun eh. times. Yeah, like, and the Colts aren't what they used to be, and you know, now, especially with all this whirlwind around the Patriots, mm-hmm. they don't look so indestructible anymore either. Yeah. But, we do need to talk about the Chiefs, undefeated still. Mahomes. Mahomes, oh my god, he is fantastic. Yeah. Blake Bortles was doing Blake Bortles things. If you're the Jaguars, Brody, let me ask you, do you get rid of Blake Bortles?
1: Honestly, at this point, I don't think anyone would, like, necessarily say that's a bad move. No, yeah, I don't like, think he, so. Even even if down the line, um, Blake Bortles, like, you know, resurrects himself, like, or something. Yeah. Like, no one, right, it's like, you you got to get rid of Blake.
0: Blake Bortles is an overpaid Nick Foles. He's either really <laughs> up or he's straight in the trash. Like, yeah. he threw three picks. He played them out the game, really, so. Yeah,
1: because, you know, what he, like, earned his money off of, obviously, Jacksonville used to always, you know, kind of be, like, post-Fred Taylor, the worst team in the, in the NFL, kind of um, alongside the Lions um, and Rams there for a while. And then, you know, they got Blake Bortles. He showed them some positivity, some trend mm-hmm. upwards. But I think they've capped out. You I know, think he's they hit saw. Yeah, I think they saw oh, my goodness, there's so much potential with Blake Bortles. We, we'll invest in him, yeah. and he has just given nothing back. It's time to get yeah. him out of there. And
0: at a certain point, you know, when does potential have to turn into production? Yeah. So things like that, I, I would agree. Um, and then the last thing I think we really need to hit on is the Browns. Got their second win. Uh, Baker got his first starter win mm-hmm. over the Ravens. Uh, great. Um, I don't think Cleveland will be a playoff team. I really don't. But I mean, two, two and two and one. I mean, yeah, I don't know what that one means, how that factors in. Is that better than a loss? Is it?
1: I mean, or, it, I think yeah. it's if another team has a tie, they'd have to, like, play an extra, like, playoff to really? something I, like yeah. that. Yeah, but that's, like, unlikely to happen. Yeah. It's, like, it's it'll be... I think goes. ties
0: are dumb. I think they got to get that out of football. Yeah, but, I, um, I would agree. Anyways, I heard a really interesting thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: that the Browns might be coming America's team. Because think about so. this. I thought it was weird, too. But think about this: like the Cowboys, who gives a crap? Mm-hmm. But everyone Ruth likes to bag on the Browns when they're bad. But as soon when you're when the Browns are on Monday night or like you're or third, you're watching them. You're watching a Browns game.
1: They're exciting. Now. They're
0: exciting to watch. You 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 cheer with them. You crack open the Bud Lights when yeah. <laughs> when they win. Yeah, uh-huh. you, you're a little disappointed when they lose. Like people yeah. are tuned into the Browns. It brings up a good point. Like America's team doesn't necessarily I feel like have to be the best, yeah. but just the one that all the Americans want yeah, to watch. Everyone so yeah, pays
1: attention to. On that note. Y- you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you there. Like yeah. I I'm, I would be happy for the Cleveland Browns to be exactly. America's team. As yeah. weird as it sounds, Like I, I definitely agree with that. Everyone and like if the Twitter, Browns
0: made the playoffs, people would be hyped.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, just uh, one more thing about that Browns game against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Flacco has been having a very like average year. He is still an elite quarterback. But the Ravens should sack Whoa, him.
0: Whoa, you're bringing up. I don't think he's an elite. I don't. I don't think when he won the Super Bowl, he was elite either. I think he was just <laughs> like a, you know, a, what, what a kind conflux of, of like all the right pieces coming together. I don't think uh, he's elite by any means. I, I
1: think he'll be elite until the day he retires. But I'd still say sack him now. Get you know. I. I don't think he has much trade value anymore. Yeah. But get Lamar Jackson get in Lamar there. Get Lamar Jackson. I'm a in big there. fan of Lamar Jackson. He's the future of the Ravens. He got one snap against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. like If if Joe Flacco is so good or he's a starting quarterback, he should be blowing out the Browns so bad that Lamar Jackson gets like 20 snaps that yeah. game. Yeah, so.
0: Ozzie Newsome, though, that'll be... That, I hope, goes down as one of Ozzie Newsom's greatest picks besides Ray Lewis. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see. But, yeah, really interesting stuff going on in the NFL. You know, still early, still early, only five games in, just a little over a month into the new season. So a lot of shakeups can be going. Teams go on runs all the time, and teams fall down all the time. So keep a close eye out. But uh, way too early predictions, Brody. Let's go out your Super Bowl picks.
1: Oh, my goodness. Way too early. Way too early. A month in. Let's see here. I'm – see, I – I, before the season started, I was like Vikings might do it, you know Vikings might do it. But with Thielen, they're two and two and one. They have the same record as the Browns. I, I say they they still definitely have the opportunity to get to the postseason. No longer Super Bowl contenders. You know, you know who I'm liking. Who you liking? The the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, I'm I mean Rams, they're the geez. they're obviously like big favorites. But yeah, yeah Rams. Oof. Ooh, Goff is looking yeah, sturdy looking nice. out there. Yeah,
0: I'm a Ram I'm a Rams chief. Rams from the NFC, Chiefs from the AFC. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm way too early, but that's what I'm looking Andy Reid, coach of the year. Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year. Okay. That's that's what I'm looking MVP, Patrick Mahomes.
1: Mahomes. So far, if the season ended oh, yeah. today, Mahomes is undoubtedly the MVP. Yes. Well, two years ago, just imagine a Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes oh, my Super Bowl. And now that's looking like what it will likely be at this point. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see what Mahomes does um, for the rest of the year for the Chiefs. Everyone thinks, oh, this week's going to be the one he you know he shows his true colors. No, we are, he's they are five and zero oh now. Absolutely. He this these are his true colors. I don't know how long he's here to stay, but I say at least for the season at I this point.
0: I will put it of note though. There have been a couple of years when uh, you know the the Chiefs started off like you know. 5 and 0 7 and 0 and then they barely make the play. That is true. So, you the, know, those
1: classic the, but Jamal Charles is gone now. <laughs> Alex Smith is gone. That's true. So, it is an it, but that is a true but statement about Kansas. Let me tell Kansas you City. what.
0: They got the Patriots up next.
1: Oh, that's going to be and, Where is it at?
0: Uh, I think it is at
1: oh, at New England. Oh my goodness. So this will be a true test. This will
0: be a test for sure. We B- could see I mean Give me a score prediction, Eric. I'm gonna just because it's in Foxborough, it's hard. Like even though the Patriots aren't looking like the traditional Patriots, mm-hmm. it's hard to bet against Brady and Belichick at home. Mm-hmm. Um, all eyes are gonna be on this game. Ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's not gonna be that close. I think Mahomes is gonna see one of the great, not one of the greatest of all time. Maybe get a little choked up, and I'm gonna say let's go 30-18 Patriots. Okay. Thirty seventeen, sorry, eighteen. Like, I'm gonna
1: say it's closer. I'm, I'm, and I, I don't think it's gonna be very high scoring. It's getting cold. In That's the, true. The, it's getting a little chilly. In the northeast, um, offense is not gonna be the biggest factor in this game. I, I say it's gonna be fourteen ten.
0: Oh wow, you're low balling pa- Patriots. Okay, I can see that though. Hmm, interesting stuff. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's definitely a marquee matchup. Yeah. Uh, next week, Sunday, 520, so that's, like, the later primetime Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, well, think... Whoever
1: in the uh, NFL front office scheduled that one is just you know, rubbing their hands together oh, no, this time. <laughs>
0: crazy, crazy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good with NFL talk, bro. Do you ready to dive in, move on?
1: Yeah, let's dive in and move on. To uh, M- MLB? MLO. Yeah, MLB postseason. MLB,
0: the greatest, one of the greatest times of the year.
1: Yep, it is going on as we speak. Earlier today, I, I don't know what you were doing in BNAD 200, but I was watching the Houston... I'm not in BNAT 200. Oh, you're not in BNAT 200? You Oh, okay. Well, I was in BNAD 200 today <laughs> with my buddy that I have no idea what his name is, but he's always streaming sports. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. Uh, we are watching Houston lay an absolute beating on the Cleveland Indians. Oh, My goodness, it, it, the final score is 11 to three. Um, Clevenger from uh, Cleveland could not do crap against um, Houston. They're, they have too much playoff experience. They're too young. They that, that combination of being so young and like ready and motivated, um, and also. You know, having that experience in the mm-hmm. playoffs and postseason, it's just it's showing to be deadly right now. This is Cleveland, who's like probably the l- least good team in the playoffs, I'd mm-hmm. say right now. Uh, but still, so impressive uh, to see him take that yeah. eleven to three uh, win in they, Game Three. They, they did lay the whooping. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: just so we have a quick game up update, uh, the Dodgers are moving on to the NLCS for the third straight year. They uh, closed out the Braves today, winning in Game Four. Three, uh, six to two, and so they won the series three to one. You know, the Braves, though, keep an eye out them because, you know, everyone thought the Braves were going to be in last place. They thought they were going to be butt cheeks. Yeah. But even just making the playoffs was such a feat. So, you know, they got those two really, really Acuna and the other guy, the... On the Mm -hmm. Braves.
1: Acuna and um, Baker, not Baker. um, Young guy that got traded from Diamondbacks. Yeah.
0: Anyways, really, really great young talents. Like younger Dance B. Swanson. Yeah. So they're our age, if not younger. And it's just Mm -hmm. crazy to see. So. Keep an eye out for the Braves. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, they're they're like what the Cubs were a few years ago. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I'm definitely. I think in uh, terms like how you said the Browns were America's team in mm-hmm. football, replacing the Cowboys. I say Atlanta is what America's rooting for really? in, in baseball. Just being like obviously um, the Dodgers have a, a huge fan base. I'd say, but just that um, you know the low expectations on mm-hmm. the on the year, uh, but just playing so phenomenal phenomenally. Um. Every, everyone's rooting for uh, the Braves, and I, I couldn't agree more. I, I hope they I hope they pull off the upset.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So now that'll be a next year thing to look at. But so the Dodgers are moving on. Um, the Rockies are out also. So you know we only have one uh NL uh, West National League West team left. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astros moving on, sweeping the Indians 11-3, as you just touched on, mm-hmm. and uh, so now a critical game, one nothing, bottom of the second, one out, man on scoring position are the Red Sox Uh-oh. over the Yankees. Um, and so they're both tied one apiece. at the, uh, This is game three. So, you know, could be very much a deciding game. And mm. uh, I'm rooting for the Red Sox personally. Why? I got a lot of family in Boston <laughs> on my AL team. <laughs> okay. Uh, buzz off.
1: <laughs> I'm rooting for the Yankees. I, I grew up loving the Yankees. Um, shout out to Alex Rodriguez, um, one of the greatest third basemen of all time. Um, when he wasn't cheating. Um, or maybe
0: when he was cheating. Alex
1: Rodriguez Innocent, um, but yeah, it's the bottom of the second. Red Sox are only up one. I, I believe uh, the Yankees can uh, pull this one. out. Giancarlo is in perfect um, form, mm-hmm. I'd say, that compared to how he was beginning and mid-season true. Um, of the year. So I, I see him smacking one. McCutcheon um, obviously, like a little disappointing. Um, this Late year. season
0: addition from the Giants.
1: Yeah, but um, good thing Aaron Judge is back to uh, top it off. They've they've got a great team. They even though the Red Sox are having one of the best seasons like ever, I, I you got to say um, New York Yankees should not be unconfident.
0: That's true. So just a quick recap then. Uh, now we can actually start making some serious predictions on yeah. the baseball playoffs. You have the um, Milwaukee Brewers versus the L.A. Dodgers in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the Houston Astros to play the winner of the Yankee-Boston series. So that one we can't really dive too much into, but let's say this. Hypothetically if Boston wins who are you giving that to the Astros or Boston?
1: I'm oh that's going to be such a good uh yeah. matchup. I I'm I'd
0: argue it, I'd argue whoever wins the ALCS is going to win the World Series.
1: I it really oh, Whether the it be whole, whole the, series.
0: Yeah, the whole World Series. Whether it be Astros uh Red Sox or Astros Yankees, whoever comes out of that series, I'd argue will win the whole thing because Milwaukee LA, we all know Kershaw and the Dodgers, they have a tendency to to really hop on the <laughs> and <choke. laughs> And then the Brewers, you know, the Brewers are sort of like an Atlanta team, like just kind of good out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, beating the Rockies as they did. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's the one thing also I love about MLB playoffs. Like last week we didn't know anyone in the bracket, and now we're already talking about the conference finals. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say, because like Milwaukee or LA, I don't think either of them could be Houston or, oh, let's say this. If the Yankees somehow make it to the World Series, I think that's,
1: yeah, that'll be a little sketchy, if, uh, yeah. especially if they meet the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, or, yeah. But I'd say if it's either Houston or the Red Sox who makes it through to the World Series, either of those teams could beat either Milwaukee or uh, the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I, I say Astros have it. I Over... I, I say they make it to the series and they're winning it all. Really? Again, yeah. back-to-back? I, I say they do. I mean, 11-3 against the, the Cleveland Indians to cap off the series today. I, I think... I, I think Houston Car- Carlos Correa. Um, I, I think they they've got a Bregman. Always comes out. George Springer's postseasons pr- postseason performances are just um, second to nobody. Because I I think well did he have like two homers um, in the w- one game the other day in the, the first game of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I think George Springer um, is an absolute god in the postseason. No one's gonna <coughs> stop him. Altuve, um, Gaddis are uh, pitching staff is, you know, obviously um, one of the, some of the best in the league. So I, I have to give it to the Astros right now. It's going to be close against the Red Sox, but I say they sweep whoever they meet in the, the World Series. A sweep. A sweep. I'm giving that, the Astros the that sweep. That
0: is very—okay, so you're saying the Astros are winning the whole thing. Yep. I'm going to say if the Red Sox advance, I'm giving it to the Red Sox. Mookie Betts making his MVP case. Mm-hmm. Give it to the Red Sox if they make it. They'll beat mm-hmm. the Astros maybe in six or seven. It'll be tough. Okay. But Red Sox over the Astros if they get there, and then Red Sox over Milwaukee or L.A. But if the Yankees go, as great as the Yankees are, Aaron Judge still a little young. You never know how Giancarlo's is going to play. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'd still give Houston that. And then if Houston wins, uh, it's going to be Houston. So it's either Boston or Houston for me, I guess, just depending on who comes out of this ALCS, in my opinion.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I, I respect it. We'll see uh, what happens very soon. It's it's all wrapping up um, very quick on us. Well, what, what will we see by next week? Are we gonna? Ooh. Are we not gonna? Are we gonna be in the World Series n- next week?
0: No, 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 no. Uh, the first game of the ALCS and the NLCS. Start October 12th and 13th. Oh respectively. my goodness, I've,
1: they've so, yeah. got some breaks, in so the, yeah, they, we do that. This at, isn't the NBA playoffs, so exactly. I you know they don't just go one after the other,
0: exactly. So, it's a little bit of a, a little like a two or three day break, but yeah, um, then they get back into it. But then with baseball, it's like pretty rapid fire like game 13th and then the 14th, uh, and then a break, and then like they're just kind of always going. So, mm-hmm. really interesting to see. Um, and that's what kind of what's nice about baseball is once you get to the playoffs they they kind of just buzz through it they're like mm-hmm. let's just get let's just get through it and yeah. kind of finish out this <laughs> long 100 and what 62 game season yeah
1: do you think do you think MLB should uh, lower the uh, oh, amount definitely. of games oh definitely oh definitely
0: like there's no way people like buy season tickets and barely go to a quarter of them mm-hmm. like it's just kind of ridiculous in my opinion it's hard to keep up with all of them you literally and it makes it hard on fantasy baseball like yeah. you look away for a day and you haven't Updated your lineup and lost four games, so yeah. not a huge fan of how long it is. I think you'd see a drastic number and how many pitchers need Tommy John or mm-hmm. um, things like that, so really really would encourage that and also just for the fans you know i think it's almost like too much of a good thing mm-hmm. like we just see it so often like you know there's four games in a week sometimes mm-hmm. for baseball so it's just kind of like annoying and like it's fun in the summer when it's like it's like almost like more convenient than seeing a movie on board you can and he's, like you can almost bet there'll be a baseball game to yeah. go to yeah. but i i would i would encourage them to lower it to maybe 120 games like knock out 40 games a month and a half of the season. I don't think anyone would miss it. I think the players would like it. And, yeah, I think they'd actually gain some money because it's almost like that whole um, (coughs) uh, scarcity principle in economics. Like, when things become more scarce, they become more valuable. Less games, people want to go see the games that are available more often.
1: See, I'm going to challenge economics right now because I I think the damage has been done to baseball. Really? I I think it's an irreversible... Um, thing I think you know you got you know people grew up in the past century or so loving baseball, having I- players as their idols, always growing up going to games, playing um, little league. All, it was just like ingrained in them. Um, growing up now, um, you see you don't see as many uh, with injuries. People are scared to play it as they, they get little because you know um, you know their parents are scared to put um, their kids in. You know, make them pitchers yeah. because they're going to need Tommy John by the time they're in high school. And it's expensive. Like, thinking about this, yeah. basketball
0: you need is, like, a park and a $20 ball. Like, and I think you'll see that trend with football, too. It's like, these sports are expensive to play. you got to buy bats, gloves, helmets. um and, like, you know, it's easy just – and, like, Y leagues for basketball seem to be going on year-round. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll see more trends towards, like,
1: basketball mm-hmm. and, like – And it kind of is right now. The NBA is, like, the fastest yeah. – I saw the thing. It's, like, the fastest growing in popularity yeah. out of any American sports. And
0: I think if you see the money that – like, bench NBA players are getting paid $2, 3000000 million. Like, they're, like – up-and-coming rookie line, like, the rookie NFL contract is not even close to that. Yeah. So I think, and the safety in the long term, I think you'll start to see people who have the ability, like, who are two-sport athletes in high school, like, like sort of like the A.I. LeBron situation. You'll see more kids choosing basketball mm-hmm. over football.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with that. I think baseball, these, like, like you said, high-equipment, um, things with high-equipment sports with um, a lot of opportunities for injury just are are on the decline. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, people are saying um, it's because, like, the kneeling and stuff in football. No, I think, uh, you know, it's yeah. a little more, more than that, too.
0: And so maybe, you know, keep an eye out. Golf. I mean, golf's kind of expensive, but you're not looking at major injuries. So, like, mm-hmm. keep an eye out for, like, basketball, soccer. Maybe this yeah. could be the new wave. Who knows? And
1: soccer is, like, what MLS used to be, and it's still – pretty much a joke in in like in soccer it. culture but MLS like it, it's growing in popularity. Oh, for sure and
0: you're seeing big name players Zlatan
1: like you know,
0: uh, Wayne Rooney still like ish in his prime mm-hmm. sort of like I mean oh, oh we got a, got a call. phone call. Hold just on, just pick it up.
1: We'll put him on right away. Just Hello, hello. We got a caller here on a uh, Brody and our Super Sports show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Um who's calling today? This is Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you doing? I already asked that. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What is <laughs> the question? doing extra good. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, what, uh, what question do you have for us, Mackenzie? So, um, if it's <coughs> okay, I'm going to bring it back to NFL. Okay, sure. Um, I was just wondering after, especially the loss last night and everything, how much longer you guys think that the Cowboys can keep Jason Garrett around or if oh. maybe they don't make it to the playoffs this season. Ooh, if he should get fired. That's an excellent question. That, that, that's a great question. Is that all you have for us, Mackenzie? That is. All right, yes. awesome. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. That was an, a, a great question. Jason Garrett. He- I
0: hate Jason. I'm going to start us off right now. Okay. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Cowboys hater, but I hate Jason Garrett. Okay. I think he is one of the most incompetent coaches. <laughs> when you're owner Jerry Jones has taken play calling. Like, I always think that's a bad sign for any NFL coach when you get, uh, you know, your play calling duties stripped. Because, like, most NFL head coaches coming into the league are, you know, either offensive, defense, or defensive coordinators. So they specialize on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you get that ability to do your one job that you're supposed to be really good at taken away from you by the owner because they think someone under you would, would be better, I think that's, like, the writing on the wall already. Um, and, you know, he was about to get canned a few years ago before yeah. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott kind of shot up and yeah. uh, saved, literally saved his butt. So mm. I think now that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott with his off the field issues, Dak Prescott is kind of settling down and not being as godlike as we thought he would be. Um, I'd say this season, if they don't make it, He's on the thinnest ice if he doesn't get fired. Um, And then now, after that, if he isn't fired already, he'd be gone. Because a lot of the players that stood up for Jason Garrett are gone. Tony Romo, gone. Jason Witten, gone. Mm -hmm. Dez Bryant, gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean Lee barely does anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So Cole Beasley, I guess, but Mm -hmm. not like – no one – Jerry yeah. Jones, oh, good point, cool. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. We're going to keep Jason Garrett to keep you happy. So it's like I think you actually bring in a more of a new-age coach who's able to work with this athletic quarterback, who's able to work mm-hmm. with you know this kind of running back who's got some issues but is a great talent. And mm-hmm. so as long as the Cowboys still have that phenomenal offensive line, which they will for the next maybe two, three years, um, they can make some ways and some moves. Um, and I'd say because of that – Jerry Jones is going to try to capitalize before, you know, the line gets too old or they get too expensive and um, bring in a new coach, maybe younger, sort of like what the Rams did, right? They tried it with Jeff Fisher for so long, uh-huh. and then they switched to McVay. I think they look for another young, relatable, hip players coach mm-hmm. type. Um, I don't know who that would be even, but they try to pinpoint and find that guy and then make him the head coach is what I would say. I,
1: yeah, so I, I give
0: w- Jason Garrett to answer, sorry about that, yeah. One, one, this season, maybe two, but
1: that's it. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna give him one game. I. I, I, Whoa. I, I say Jason Garrett. Well. The thing is, the thing is, I say the only reason he still has his job because, he, like you said, he was on the thinnest of ice uh, before Ezekiel and uh, Dak came. I, I say the only reason he had it then was, the, you know, there's still no separation of power with uh, Jerry Jones. He's general manager and owner. Yeah. He, he's, he's everything for the Cowboys. He, he runs the whole darn thing, and yeah. he knows Jason. he has Jason Garrett whips. <coughs> he Absolutely does. He does. whips. <laughs> like more whips call, call than Jerry Kim Jones. has Kanye. Call
0: Jerry Jones. Caroline Haskins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so, uh, um, but yeah, I think that's the only reason Jason um, Garrett is still in his job. on um, a uh, Witten. I think it speaks to how dumb Jason Witten, have, have you heard any of his commentaries? He is not good. He's dumb as a brick. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, he's he's like, got the CTE. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I, I don't. It might be CTE. It might be Jason Garrett's inability to give him good information about yeah. like football, and you like would think go 16- out and lift your arms <laughs> up and catch the ball. You that's think, probably Jason Garrett.
0: You would coach. think a sixteen-year vet of the NFL hey, would yeah, know it, about it, the NFL a lot more insightful yeah. than
1: that. Somehow, well, I guess it, it does speak to something I have to give a shot. T- Tony Romo does a pretty good job. He, on, Tony Romo does do still, a fantastic w- job. But Witten is butt cheeks. But
0: I think that's what we're seeing is that quarterbacks, like whenever you put a quarterback analyst except for Phil Simms, they normally do a really <laughs> good job as a color commentator. Yeah. But, you know, you have Jason Witten, Um, I, I, the other guy for NBC, the white receiver or cornerback, I forget his name, Col- Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth. Chris Chris Collinsworth played. Yeah, he was an NFL (laughs) receiver. He played under Bear. He played under (laughs) under Bear Bryant in Alabama. You know, when all the 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 Forrest Gump years. Yeah, yeah, the the fedora. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean. You realize, like, they got cool accents and they, they seem nice yeah. and charming, but they, yeah. they know, oh, he just caught a, he caught a ball yeah. and ran yeah. five yards. Oh, that was really insightful. So, yeah, Tony Romo's out here calling plays before they're done,
1: yeah, or even snaps. Yeah. And Jason yeah. was yeah. like, oh, there goes a pass, yeah, <laughs> so you know, yeah, exactly. So, hire yeah. more quarterbacks, yeah, um, yeah, couldn't agree more with that. And back to uh, the Cowboys, uh, currently, this <laughs> We're year. just ripping off yeah. the yeah. other yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, you know, uh, a color commentator that did great was uh, Victor Garcia this weekend for Camp um, Sports. I hope you guys all tuned in to uh, camp.arizona.edu uh, this past week. But anyways, back to the Cowboys. This upcoming week, they're playing the Jags, all right? This is the perfect opportunity to show the true colors of Jason Garrett and where the state of his team right now. If they lose against Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But let's not
0: scoff on the Jaguars. They're great.
1: hmm no, I don't. I don't think. I
0: would. AFC champs last year, just losing the Patriots. That defense is still, I argue, is the best defense in the league. I
1: mean, they're they're two and three this year,
0: right? They get they get a good quarterback. Not even just just someone who doesn't. Their defense will win them games. I just think they need a quarterback who's not going to play them out of games. I
1: I say this is the test. If I if I mm. were I I don't think like personally I, this is like if I'm GM, <clears throat> man, he's out here, but like. Jerry Jones has Jason Garrett whipped. I don't think he's gonna get rid of him, but I this is like a, a big test. Maybe as a, if you're a fan out there of the Cowboys, like I, I think a lot of people already hate Jason Garrett. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I I say he I'd sack him after this week if he doesn't get a win. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would I would like to see Jason Garrett though in the booth as the color comment. <laughs> yeah. like, ex ex quarterback, ex backup quarterback to Troy Aikman. Honestly. Yeah
1: then I'd just see him in there. Yeah. I w I wouldn't mind either. So thank you so much again, Mackenzie, for that um excellent question. And just if anybody Oh we got another Speak of the Devil. Speak of the devil. Lift that phone up. Hello, how are you doing today? Is this Eric Wong from the podcast show? (laughs) It is Oh, okay, okay, cuz your name sounds real familiar. I saw you playing high school. You suck ass. Oh, suck oh ass. Whoa. that was a, that
0: was it. <laughs> I was you know, a, that <laughs> was, that was a whole lot. Uh, I'm not gonna comment, but screw you, man. Um, anyways, my, I I will say you can't suck butt if you don't get in the game. <laughs>
1: so, oh my goodness, I, I I would like whoever um called that to call back right now and apologize <laughs> yeah. for what they just said on air because that was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> That was awful. Um, yeah, that, I'm sorry, Eric. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm going to – I can't oh, say Oh, yeah, that. don't uh, say that. Don't no, say it. No, anyways, that. no, but that's true. You know,
0: we're out here. That's what, <laughs> that's what people who couldn't cut it in sports do. They go to radio. <laughs> yeah. They go to radio, so I own that with pride. Yeah. Uh, I was the glue of the team. Uh, the team hated the coach already, but I don't think if I was there, we would have uh, turned into an episode of the Kardashians, I swear. <laughs> so I think I know who that was maybe, but, uh, you know, get out of high school, bro. Try to get involved in college. <laughs> do something with the, your life, you you fool. Yeah, that's that's all I gotta and, say. And,
1: and I, I have a feeling that was a very racially insensitive <laughs> accent. So um, don't don't do that either. But we need to cut to a PSA. I just realized our show is being kind of close to over. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show on 1570 AM and edu in one second after this PSA. Cancer Awareness Month
0: and encourage. Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge reminds us that October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month and encourages women to get checkups. Early detection means you'll have a much greater chance of becoming a survivor. So don't delay. Test today. This important reminder is brought to you by Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge in Tucson and Marana. Online at oldpueblovapor.com. Old Pueblo Vapor Lounge is on the air because they care about the health of the women in our community. Brody and Eric Super Sports show <laughs> <laughs>
1: <That was good>. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Brody and Eric Super Sports show Here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio We really appreciate you All listening on this Beautiful Monday October 8th Happy Columbus Day It's Columbus uh... Day <laughs> No No oh, not, or, And uh, happy uh, in, Indigenous Peoples Day yes. As well
0: I don't know about Columbus bro Columbus
1: okay. kind of A jerk face Okay sorry that's what it's traditionally called so i excuse you
0: gotta stay out of these racial topics okay happy happy
1: indigenous people's day uh, to everybody um out there so what what more do we have to talk about eric uh, i
0: don't know we're talking about <laughs> baseball we talked about let's talk about some U of A basketball news huh oh yeah signing that game
1: ho- is
0: this sunday uh, saturday saturday and uh yeah we signed that hot prospect from australia uh, sort of, I think a has got the solid backcourt now with Nico Mannion and him. We got a really, yeah. really solid backcourt.
1: Yeah, good thing they had that connection in uh, high school. So then, uh, you know, they obviously wanted to. Uh, mm. They were good teammates. They wanted to reconnect. I'm very excited now. We have like the top, or not the top, one of the top ten draft classes. Yeah, recruiting right. class. I
0: mean, that's where you know we were all really scared. I think with the, the, the. Um, Corruption allegations going around. We weren't sure how that was going to go. Um, and, you know, we still don't really know, but it seems like with mm-hmm. this at least players, and, you know, because players talk and they know more information than us, they seem to be relatively confident that Arizona is still a place that uh, can help them win and be a place that they can succeed and thrive. So that's really, really exciting here. Too bad Sharif O'Neill couldn't see that. Through, uh, through his eyes, but uh, mm-hmm. it'll be all right. We'll move on. But, yeah, really solid backcourt mm-hmm. coming out for us um, next season, so yeah. that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, where do you think that puts Alex Barcelo
1: and other backcourt uh, players? I, I th- hope it puts Barcelo even further down the bench <laughs> because I am not a big um, fan of him. So I, I, I think Barcelo is you know kind of one of those guys that will come through University of Arizona's program, maybe um, end up being like a, one of the associate um, assistant coaches of Sean Miller down the line because he'd be on the used to being on the bench uh, so much, um, but I, I don't think he's yeah he'll he'll be pushed down the line yet again um, until a senior season. I agree,
0: I agree, and um I think you know it's kind of funny. I'm not trying to rip on a, a player anymore, but when you see Alex Barcel walking around, he doesn't really look like a basketball player. He looks kind of just like a frat guy at the U of A. Yeah. So really interesting to kind no of fun. see how that works out. But yeah, solid backcourt really interesting to see uh, how that uh, works and hopefully these guys are as good as and as touted as they're supposed to be because Nico Manny I think was like the 9 or 11th mm-hmm. um uh prospect and then this other guy was like 6 or 7. Yeah. So a solid solid uh, wing, uh backcourt duo going on for the Cats coming up. Um where do you kind of see Let's let's kind of let's let's break down. Let's do the starting lineup real real quick before we hit the this day in sports okay. for the 20 we're kind of jumping ahead not this season but for the 20- <laughs> yeah,
1: we're skipping an entire <laughs> season of, of yeah because we don't know what other uh, recruits will be there who'll be gone this is this is very far ahead Um, I because well, Randolph will probably be gone
0: yeah he has to have a good season this year but yeah
1: so I, I don't know but yeah, I, yeah he's going to be one of those that probably shouldn't go after this season I mean we'll obviously have to see how he does but is Dylan Smith how do here is he um did, did Dylan Smith transfer no i don't i don't Oh, yeah, well, maybe it's a little So yeah, this, uh, this is too far ahead. Speaking of uh, former recruits of um, the University of Arizona, Sharif O'Neill is out for the season. Oh, why? I'm um, actually. I mean, I'm he has sad like a either. heart condition. Oh, okay. so he's going to have to skip his entire freshman year. <laughs> Dodged a bullet on that one. I am he? sad for the kid, yeah.
0: though. You know, he, uh, from all accounts, it sounds like he's a pretty good kid. So yeah. that does suck. You know, hopefully, you know, you don't know what these heart conditions now. Like yeah. Chris Bosh. Like, hopefully, his his career doesn't end. I mean, obviously, he'll be fine money wise. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whatever but hopefully it doesn't end before um it begins but credit mm-hmm. to Shaq he does value education immensely and mm-hmm. uh you know either way Sharif is going to get a good education at UCLA and he'll sure be fine will. in life yeah. uh with the, his dad's connections and everything but
1: and it, it, it did say it was like a, a it was like serious but the surgery like he'll be able to play like yeah. it, it didn't seem like you know it was like a uh, a career uh, ender Yeah, yeah exactly He's He's, He just n- needs the surgery He'll be out for the year And then after that He'll be back on track Yeah um, And other basketball news uh, St- Spurs starting point guard Now that uh, Tony Parker's gone DeJounte Murray has torn his ACL uh. In a preseason game For San Antonio against the Rockets Not good looks. So yeah, that, too bad for him Prayer's up for uh, DeJounte Murray Yeah, he played at Washington? Mm, something, Pac-12 Was it Utah I don't know. No, I think it was awesome. But anyways,
0: let's hit on let's wrap this up, bro. Let's hit
1: up this day in sports. On this day in sports history, let's let's see what we got here. Oh yeah. So um a couple baseball things now that we're hitting baseball postseason. No no one thing necessarily um, you know, grabbed my attention, but uh, Don Larson of the New York Yankees in nineteen fifty-six on this day, uh, pitched the only perfect game in mm-hmm. World Series history. Oh. Versus Brooklyn, so that's really awesome. Also, NLCS Game 3 in 1973, Pete Rose had the um, infamous fight against the uh, New York Mets uh, catcher Bud Harrelson. Oh, yeah, you know, That's like one of those iconic videos of seeing Pete Rose slam Bud Harrelson.
0: Interesting about Pete Rose, you know, you love him, you hate him, he's a cheater, he's a great, what is he, you know, Mm -hmm. should he be in the Hall of Fame, should he not, but... uh,
1: Pete Rose Innocent. (laughs)
0: Really interesting stuff there. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. not a bad day in sports, Brody. Not a bad day at all.
1: Yeah, not a bad day. Um, Just one more shout-out. John Terry, the uh, Chelsea and Aston Villa legend of um, the English Premier League. Reti- announces retirement um, from football. So, John Terry, much respect, but your speed in um, FIFA was down to like a 19. Oh, so I, I think that's how, and I think it was a 19 like two years ago as well. So, I think that's how you know it was time for you to it's retire to hang him but a wonderful career and span like th- almost like three decades or wow. something. Like, he was, he was a defender, so he could last a while, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Wildcats, for tuning in. We appreciated everything, all the calls, even the ones that were a little rude. But, uh, thank you. You so much. We'll catch you guys next week on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. Have a great week, Wildcats.